of these days the ground will drop out from beneath your feet and one of these days your heart will stop and play its final beat Before this program even existed, way back when, this was just a pool shed with a pool motor and a lawnmower in the corner and a sad man sitting there thinking about what his life has become and where he's going with things, you know? And he just thinks, you know, what the hell am I going to do with myself? I've made horrible mistakes. Maybe I could get a band become... Canada's only late night talk show host. Maybe uh, throw in a bartender. Maybe I'll just grow it. Make it something really cool. And then like, uh, even if it's just a few thousand people, it's just a few thousand people who really like the shit we're doing, you know? And then we just make this little movement of something, you know? And then it'll become too big for this pool shed. We'll move out of this pool shed. We'll move into a some bigger building. Maybe something that's gonna like draw people in and bring them together like a church or something, you know? Amen. Maybe, maybe one of these days. Sooner than we think, boys. How soon is it? <laughs> Only one way to find out, David. We gotta get this show started. And we do something we call here on the Live from the Dutch Hall program our theme song.
everybody live from the Dutch Hall. We are Canada's only late night talk show and the greatest podcast ever to come out of the pool shed of Pine Grove, Ontario. Bar not. And I believe we are that way because we have the greatest band in Canadian late night history. Comprise this. Oh, I should tell them who it is. What's our name? The Nocturnal Emissions. Everyone just, wait, wait, I won't wait for the applause to die down. Surprise this week of our band leader, Michael Bowe, on rhythm and vocal. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? For Willie's sake, we covered up his guitar playing with his uh, with the screen. So we're with you, with you like stand. So Willie cannot see your fingering to criticize it, Dave. But on lead guitar tonight is the man that writes music for the show. My good buddy Dave, the Rooster Charters, everyone. And in the corner is my construction partner. I, I can't see him any other way. Me and Steve are going to be building things. We're going to be making things into different things because we're men of of uh, true men, alpha men that work with their hands, right, Stephen? Oh, yeah. But today, he's not just the hands of the nocturnal emissions. He's also the balls. Big balls, yeah. Playing bass, it's Steve the Reluctant German, everyone. Yay! And who's that back in his rightful position, tickling the skins what? in the corner? What? That's our CRTC required Frenchman. The French yep. tickler, Kev Belange, hey! everyone. Hey! And you know what? I just fired my brother because... <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I, I've been pumping his tires for years, but this this woman right here, she's she's miles miles ahead of what my brother's ever done. This is my wife. This is my life partner. This is the love of my true love of my life. Jane Van Dyke is here, everyone. <laughs> and you're wondering who's this guy doing all the talking? Well, that's me. I'm the host of this program and two-time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke, everyone. Oh, at home. And there we are. Oh man, that's a powerful thing when you can like do the chish at the end. Bang. I gotta be watching. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I gotta learn. Like, you know, those conductors that have the little sticks and they do their thing. The maestro. Yeah, the, and then you don't think they really do anything. And oh, they're doing lots. <laughs> they yeah. do a lot of oh, stuff, yeah. eh? Oh, those guys, yeah. eh? It's hard work. And they, uh, is it really though? Oh I my god, so. yeah. I've tried to like. Get Why is there so much echo on your voice? Don't change a thing. Wait, no, no, no. You sound like God, Kevin. It's okay. It's okay. I understand that we're all humans. I like that power. And then Kevin gives himself immortality <laughs> with his voice. Because he controls it. He right. deserves to give himself that power. He's like the great and powerful Oz yeah. behind the curtain. But he's just Kev. Yeah, just Kev. Just a Frenchman. Um, the reason it's so hard is because they're reading everybody's line of music. Oh, yeah. And kind of guiding them along the way. So when you look at like a 30 plus piece orchestra, he's looking at the flute section on the line, the trombone section, the whichever strings, the percussionists. And he's looking at all those things kind of simultaneously following along. 
And because he's always flipping the pages and, you know, guiding. Is that what he's doing? He's flipping the pages and flipping pages back. I mean, some guys. I mean, you have other guys who have this all in their head and they can actually. But are the performers, are the performers waiting for his cue? Some are, but um, it's dependent on a lot of the things like the music. A lot of those kinds of music musicians are, are so good at what they do that they can show up the day of the performance and having not rehearsed a thing and just read the music and play it exactly how it uh, needs to be, taking whatever cues they need from the conductor. If you want a crescendo or some sort of something. build or a, to quiet down or to cut. But does every part. one of those conductors have the same sign language? I think it's a pretty universal thing. thing. Like yeah. one, They're two, counting. three, four, one, two, oh. three, four, one, two, three. Is that what they're doing? Four, yeah. One, two, it's actually three, the upbeat. Four, one, two, three, four. Oh, really? And I don't know. then I, when he's doing know. something with his other hand, I can't do that. That's actually hard to do. <laughs> but he might be calling in another section of the band to do something more. Yeah. Or, you know, he's he's kind of just You know what I think? James Brown did that with his voice. Sure did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A he lot of band leaders. Give me some more. Yeah. Give me some more of this. Similar kind of a thing. Take me to the bridge. Take me to the bridge. Down Take- and deep. <laughs> or like Stevie and not a calling <laughs> for guys like Stevie Wonder or any like piano players, they would be guiding off of like hand signals or head movements or like an eye thing. Like Stevie Wonder would not be going jazz. off of eye oh, movements. I, I said head <laughs> movements first. <laughs> head movements well, weak in that area. Even right. <laughs> Stevie Wonder be going off whatever he thinks he's doing. He, he ain't doing it. That's the thing. He might think he's doing it, <laughs> but who knows? Stevie thinks he's like doing something real cool and he looks like a real goofball, you know. By the way, I want to go see Stevie Wonder. I hear he's touring this this yeah, uh he's coming through. What? I have I have had an oppor- I had an opportunity to go see James Brown where I said, Yeah, I should go see James Brown. And then I didn't, and then he died. Yeah. And I and how many times did I say I should go see Tom Petty, but ah, oh, Tom Petty would be here forever. <laughs> oh, I never saw Tom Petty, he's That's dead. Tough one, yeah. Right? Uh Prince, never saw Prince, dead. David uh, Bowie. Bowie. Never saw Bowie dead. Oh, fuck, yeah. You know? I never expected that I wouldn't get a chance. Like, it was just like, an oh, I just hadn't got around to it yet, you know? That would have been a good pick in the death pool, Stevie Wonder. He's probably going to die on this tour. No way. Oh, we had, like, I, I think that you're a real dick for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to hey? be a tough one. Don't you think? That? That's going to be a... There's a few guys that are, that's going to be like, oh, God, that's going to suck. Nobody had Aretha Franklin, right? I don't no. think so. No. That was such a great pick. Cause I didn't know she had cancer and stuff. But that's a, I mean, I'm just being cold on that uh, thing or whatever. But that was a hard one. Like when Aretha Franklin died, that was a, a piece of music that died. Yeah, like yeah. It was like, and, and she's such a strong and powerful like voice of that time. Yeah. And they said even when she was a young woman, she would come into like uh, Motown Studios and just like uh, people would know the queen is here, you know, like as a young woman even, she just commanded that much re- respect when she entered the room because she had such a big voice. Really? Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool, eh? When you uh, to me, when I hear about powerful women, I get a little excited. <laughs> eh? I like it. I like it. I like a woman that's way better than I am. Like I never understand people that want a trophy wife. You know, why do you want a trophy wife? You want a wife that just looks good on your arm, but she's got she's like got nothing else but that looking good on your arm. Yeah, isn't to that me- just a different kind of trophy though? Huh? You know. What do you mean? Like uh, if you had Aretha Franklin as a wife. Yeah. It's still a trophy. It's just a different kind of trophy. Yeah. Uh, it's a vocal trophy. Oh, you mean because she's in a... Like, so let's take my wife, for example, because I, I find my wife to be a, an impressive woman, you know? She's like a whole trophy case, your wife. Oh, wow. my God, Charters. Well played, Charters. <laughs> no? Well played. You know, there's two ways I could take that, Charters. It's It could be, could be like that you're paying a nice compliment to my wife, and I appreciate it. Or it could be you got eyes for her. <laughs> I don't like one bit. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Kinda. But anyways, let's take my wife for example. She's an impressive woman. As a young lady, when I met her, she would uh, have like uh, two, three jobs at every time I knew her. Plus, volunteered like at the hospital because it would look good on her application to universities. Like she was thinking about exceeding in life when she was a young, like. 16 17 year old woman she's like uh uh like thinking about succeeding in life and i'm thinking about like fingering you know <laughs> it's like a real different uh so i was very impressed with with jane you know because she was like uh head and shoulders you know like uh better than i was you know right that's what made her attractive to me you see what i'm talking about charters 
I'm fascinated by this giant spider that's about to bite Steve. <laughs> oh, look how big it is. Is that a spider or an ant? It's, it's a spider, spider man. It's well, that is a big one. Kill Step it. on it, you fucking Kill it idiot. With fire. What are you going to use your don't hand? Don't fucking flick it. Oh, Just don't flick it. it. Kick it. You, it. Your foot, you were in with foot range of killing that Steve's spider. Steve's so nice. <laughs> I, can't, I can't reach it now. Steve loves uh, animals of all kinds. Is yeah. that what it is? Steve? <laughs> that's that's, that's why he just he flicked hates, it. He hates right. us. This is another layer of Steve that yeah. we just found He's out. He's an animal lover. Steve's an animal Saves lover. Animals. You won't murder spiders on air, even though it's totally gross. <laughs> that thing is like a monster. That's a yeah. good size one. Oh, man. Jane, you got a camera? Can you take a picture of it? Yeah, like, now, at least? now it's pissed off. Yeah. Go take a picture of it so we can put it online because the, the listeners are going to be curious. Oh, this show's got it. everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's got intrigue. It's got a cliffhanger that we did from the very beginning. Thank you for reminding me, Steve. Ugh. And, uh, so you want to do it? You want to do a drum roll? Oh. Is this... Oh. Big reveal. I'm going to do it right off the hop. I don't care. I don't want to give people a payoff. Is this the last ever? Jane, take a picture of it. <laughs> and is this the last ever episode of Life in the Dutch Hall from the Pool Shed? The answer is... Nope. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> no, we're not quite ready. We're painting out of the church... Oh, thank God. Oh, well, the offices <laughs> in the church look great. Just to give an update on Spiky Ball Studios. And I have to ask, I don't know if anyone in this room knows about this, but a couple weeks ago, I noticed in the church, there was a uh, garbage bag hanging on the on the uh, banister when you walked in the church. It was a garbage bag. And I thought it was garbage. I thought it was my old chicken wings hmm. that I eat one day in there. But it turns out, I went to go take that garbage to the uh, curb today and pour a bunch of people other people's dog shit apparently <laughs> that they pour put in my bin that i put out there for the high school kids to not throw junk all over my church the old green barrel <laughs> and i put an old green barrel donated by bow farms Woo. incorporated limited not uh, a big deal no big deal are you incorporated <laughs> or limited i am uh, incorporated yeah incorporated that's who's the buzzing i'm gonna give it 10 people charche it's gone <laughs> thank you buddy it was starting to fucking drive me crazy, <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, uh, so where was I? What was I saying? So are they using that green bucket or what? They uh, they are using it. Yes, they are using it. The litter I pick up, I pick it up every weekend when they fuck off. Yeah. And uh, what's mostly in there? In the what? What I pick up or what I what's in the what's in the garbage? Like it's like uh, uh, Godfather's pizza, like like mm-hmm. triangles. Understandable. You know? Uh, a lot cups. of like Tim Hortons cups, yeah. uh, like uh, a lot of those like uh, plastic, like uh, uh, the Solos. ones that are probably the um, um, the no, no the, from the slushy no, but they're the coffee still, oh. like the, oh. the cap, ice cap, yeah. ice caps or oh, whatever. I don't, I don't support Tim Hortons. You know that I hate them, eh? Because they're fucking not even Canadian, and they try to make us feel guilty if we don't support them because they're so Canadian, right? Well, just fuck you. You've exploited one country, and it's us. And it's like, uh, I don't like you, Tim Hortons. And I did buy a tea there from there. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. You're welcome. I did it against my will. I was thinking if there was someone else in Dahlia, I could, I could buy it. I would. But there isn't. I should have got it from Wolfer's place, eh? Mm. He's got a place. I Does he still it. have a place? We shouldn't talk about no, that. Not sponsored shouldn't. by Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. We shouldn't talk about that. Dave's Variety's probably got a coffee shop. Oh, yeah. David's there, Variety. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, the church is going to have a coffee shop eventually. Fuck yeah. There we yeah. go. Because uh, just just place to go. Because yeah. people want to go there and they want to have a cup have of coffee. coffee. Maybe sit on a high stool. And maybe, you know what we need to do? <laughs> Goddamn right. We need to pay the light bill. Hey? Yeah, that's right. Maybe we need to pay the light bill because they get angry when we don't pay them. So we need a coffee fund. So we need a coffee fund. So we're going to do that. You were talking about that mysterious green garbage bag that I also was wondering what was in. Yeah. And I thought it was also garbage. Oh, shit. What was in it? What did it turn out to be? Oh, my God, Kev. Thank you so much (laughs) for making making the show make sense. Another cliffhanger. So many cliffhangers. Uh, So I go in this garbage can thinking it's my old chicken wings. It is not. Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) it's not chicken wings what could it be it was a rolled up piece of bristol board which had a piece of ribbon around it and then when i saw this in the bag i'm like oh this isn't garbage at all this is something special that somebody had like put a ribbon around you know it's a nice thing so i roll the thing off i look at what it is it is a drawing a hand sketch 
of Spiky Ball Studios, our church, with uh, King Kong on the top oh, of the yeah. steeple yeah. with the Spiky what? Ball. Yeah. And then it says uh, Spiky Ball Studios, and it says hashtag live from the Dutch Hall, hashtag uh, something else, like uh, 2018 or whatever. And then... Uh, it was just dropped off there. No, no artist signature on Sweet. it. Sweet. No it's a artist Banksy. signature. That's awesome. It's a Banksy. You think it's Banksy? <laughs> sure. It could be Banksy. I don't know who it is, but I'm like, I want to thank That's whoever awesome. this person That's is. Awesome. But thank I'm, a, you. I'm telling you, they look. It looks like my church. Like it, they, they, they actually must have sat outside my church and sketched it. I think it's a young person, and I don't, I don't know why I think that. I think it's probably Possibly an art the student. The hashtags, yes. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> and then... Uh, because of the hashtags. Simple. <laughs> yeah, simple. Older people don't know it. It's not an old man that's hashtagging things, right? Could it be? I don't know who it is. <laughs> Could it be? So there's a, there's, a, there's a mystery person dropping off sketches. Wow. Could it be now? But they didn't spell spiky ball wrong. They put the E in there, which is a, con- a source oh, yeah. of controversy for spiky ball studios since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes down, people. And, and if anyone's listening to this program, which I know you are, um, if anyone's listening, uh, please, please, God damn it, tell me uh, if, oh, my goodness. Spiky. Spiky has an E in it, it or e not. Or yes. Does it have an E in it or not? K-Y. And, I, and uh, because uh, Shazma's girlfriend, who uh, I respect greatly. Dynamite gal. Great girl. She has got a, a good grasp on the language. Okay. And what her comment was is she goes, I know you guys are going with the hick thing. <laughs> <laughs> Running the hick theme. Which we actually are not going with a hick theme at all. It's natural. We, don't we need are to just go with hicks. You know, me and Jasmine, <laughs> the person you're dating and living with is a, is a hick. It's born into him. Yeah. You can't change that from him, it's in his bones. He wants to burn shit in his backyard. That's what we do out here. It's just normal. Yeah, it's no big deal. No. Hey, Charles, you were telling the story about when, when I moved in my first house oh, in Norfolk yeah. County, and uh, we just I awesome. bought this house with an old shed in the backyard. Your, that house had like three sheds. Three sheds. Like three little sheds that were mm-hmm. built scattered across the property. Mm-hmm. And found in those sheds were various cans and jugs of all kinds of liquids that we didn't know what they were. There's no labels on anything. Some of them look like paint cans. Someone's phone, That's maybe. not me. That's not me. Yeah. And we had that big fire one day. We were like, let's clean this shed out. And there was all that shit in there, all those cans. We were like, I yeah. wonder what this one will do in the fire. Yeah, we built a fire. And then we went in the shed. <laughs> we we're like, wanted to see what happened. Yeah. We'll clean the shed out. So we we were like cleaning out like some stuff is wood, you know? So you just burn the wood, right? And then we clean stuff as gross or whatever. We're like, will this burn plastic or whatever? Yeah, it'll burn. But we'll try it. it smells bad. And it's like. And there's yeah. a green flame. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're just, we just have like jars of things, you know? And it's like got like uh, masking tape on it and something written acetone, you know? Yeah. In a jar, you know? We're like, ah. Oh, what does that do? What does that do if you put it into a fire? <laughs> Let's do it and run. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did that all day. <laughs> we did it for hours, That's man. That's it was a long time of just burning random <laughs> shit and wondering what it did. That's so the, much fun. <laughs> It was so fun, man. You can't understand how much fun that is. It's like you, my, my buddy Mark Edwani, uh, when he was still alive, he uh, I remember he worked in the city. He worked in like Bay Street, you know, in Toronto. Uh, but Mark, uh, I don't Mark grew up in Kitchener or something like that. But he was like, at, at his core, he was like a, oh, a yeah. hick, you know. Yeah. He loved the allure of the country. He was, a, he was an Irish Indian, but he looked very Indian. He didn't look very Irish. Okay. And so uh, he was always afraid to come down to Norfolk County because he thought that uh, uh, people wouldn't like Indian guys down here because yeah. we're not very r- racially diverse. Are you or kidding me? <laughs> well, that's what he thought. He th- we thought we'd all be like very racist in the out in the sticks. You know, he hadn't been out here and spent much time. So I brought him to Waterford Pumpkin Fest one time. Oh, there you go. And I said, "Come to my uh, parents' farm, and we'll uh, I'll introduce you to him or whatever." And I remember Mark comes in in my living room. My dad's lying on the couch, and I bring him in to introduce him to my dad. And I see my I see Mark's face light up, <laughs> like he lights up like a Christmas tree. And I'm just like, "Why are you so happy? You're looking at my dad. Just looking at my dad." He's like, uh, "Your dad's way darker than I am." 
And then uh, <laughs> then he's like, <laughs> we, go, we go through Waterford. This is like Pumpkin Fest, so it's October. Yeah. So the farmers have just been out in the field all summer. Oh, yeah. They're all fucking yeah. like... Like leathery, dark skinned yeah. white guys, yeah. right? That have been walking through Waterford. And Willie started out a couple shades darker than everybody. <laughs> yeah, Willie. I think there's something in the wood pile there. <laughs> but uh, but the, but we have. Uh, but uh, Mark goes through Waterford and he's uh, going through Pumpkin Fest. And he's just beaming the whole time. <laughs> I'm the whitest guy in this whole town. He's going. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. He's like, "This is great." Everybody's so dark. I thought I'd be like uh, like. Prej- like people would be prejudiced against me, and it turns out I'm like the white guy <laughs> <laughs> at the, in this time of year. Don't come in the winter, Mark. Mm. In the winter, you're gonna Very stand pale. out like a sore thumb. <laughs> Very pale. <laughs> it doesn't hold on through no, the winter. No, but it really brought a, a guard down. I don't know what. To, well, I was telling that story because I wanted to, it led me into. I didn't Hicks, know. I didn't Hicks, know anyone who liked burning Hicks. shit more than Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark yeah, loved burning shit. He loved burning shit. I think he was probably at that party. And then uh, at one time, uh, Mark, uh, he had a place in Oakville, you know, with his wife, and they had one tree on the whole property, and it was a little. It was, you could put your hand around the tree on both, <laughs> and like easily, you know, just put your hand around the tree. It was that small. It was just like a small sapling of a tree, and it, it had a couple branches. It was nothing big. Mark wanted to buy a chainsaw, right? <laughs> he just felt he might need it. He's got a tree. He's got one tree. Trimming it up. And he might have to trim it up. He needs a chainsaw. <laughs> he just fucking thinks chainsaws are awesome. He wants to use a fucking chainsaw. He's like, he loves chainsaws, and he right? He has like the biggest chainsaw, too. Probably saw Willie cutting trees down one time on the farm. He's like, oh, maybe he did. Awesome. But, anyways, uh, his wife's like, yeah, you're an idiot and don't do it. You're like, don't. You're not going to buy a chainsaw for like that little tree. We don't need it. If we had to get something done on that, we would just call a person in and it would be way cheaper than owning a chainsaw <laughs> that you'd never use, you know? Anyway, so uh, Mark, I said to him, uh, Mark, don't worry, buddy. I got a chainsaw, and I live in a wooded lot in Norfolk County. You come down to my place, we're going to cut some trees down, right? Oh. I, guess I said, Mark, have you ever cut a tree down with an axe? Have you ever just fell a tree with your bare hands and an axe? Like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> and he says, no, I've never done that. But it's, I fucking want to. You know, like, he's excited, right? And uh wet. <laughs> so uh, I say, bring your axe next time you come, because I know he's got this real. It was a it was a camping axe that he had, and it was sharp as shit. But it had a real short handle. It was yeah. a it was actually a shitty axe. <laughs> it was sharp, but it had a short handle. So Not enough leverage. Couldn't right. get enough leverage to really fucking hack that tree Rookie down. But, move. But I didn't know that it was a sharp. It was sharp and everything. But anyways, he brings this fucking little tiny thing over to my house, and then we. I say, Mark. Uh, this it was struck by lightning on the top, so all the branches are gone. It's just like a stump tree, right? I'm like, let's uh, let's fa- let's fell this tree with your axe, right? So we just sit there and start hacking at this thing, and it's too small to be quite honest. So we had to work our asses off to fucking chop this tree down. But I'm like, there's no way we're using a chainsaw. We're using our bare fucking hands, like me and man. you, taking turns. Until this fucking tree falls, right? And we just sat out there just banging on this tree until it finally fell down. And then we fucking celebrate like we fucking did something awesome, right? <laughs> and then he comes out with it. Then I say, then I bring out the chainsaw. And I'm like, Mark, let's chop it up. I give him the chainsaw. And he's like in his fucking glory. He's so happy. And he's like, uh, just, uh, and you can see him. I had to watch him because I want to make sure he's safe. But then uh, he started to get too comfortable. <laughs> where you noticed he was like oh, past oh, the point yeah. where he's scared of it and he's starting to just get into loving it. Like, yeah. and I was like, Mark, I shut it right off. I was like, take a break, buddy. That's You're it. not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. Like, you need to. It this will is, cut your leg this off. thing will fucking cut your whole leg off, yeah. like, Toronto boy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want you to die. Don't get too comfortable. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, he went back to his office in the big city of uh, Toronto and uh, told everyone what we did. He said we dropped a tree with our bare hands and then we chopped it up with a chainsaw. And he, the guy's like, he's just stoked, eh? And everyone's like, why don't you just hire somebody to do it? <laughs> That's what they said to him at the office. And he's like, are you, did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> we took a fucking camping axe and we hacked at this fucking tree that's been alive for hundreds of years, you know? And we, we with our bare hands, we felled the tree. And then we fucking celebrated and then we drank beers and stuff. <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah. What don't you understand about that? And they're like, I would just call a guy. Ugh. And I'm like, you, you, but that was fun. 
You're missing out on life. It, it was life, you <laughs> dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ever burn a fucking couch in a campfire? It's the best. Couch in a campfire sure is, is awesome. And we talked about when I burned the pool table uh, and suplexed best, my best Portuguese friend ever. on the on the burning pool table. <laughs> yes. It was the best. And my friend Kyle, who was at that party, put the burning pool table as his screensaver at his place of work. Yeah. And they said to him, what's that? And they go, oh, this is the New Year's party where we burn a pool table. <laughs> and they go, and, he, and they go, why'd you do that? Because it's fucking awesome. And he goes, if you have to ask that question, I'm not answering it. Like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> right? That's a good comeback. You burn a fucking pool table because it's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy awesome. And, and you suplex your friend on it sometimes because it's even more fun. Yeah, sure. You're taking awesome, make it even awesomer. Where do you think the Bills fans get the idea from? And he is a Bills fan, too. Exactly. That's what he That's what he wanted. He he kept whispering. He was like, remember Adrian yeah, came yeah, up to me yeah. and he's like, suplex me. Come on. suplex me on the burning pool table, man. <laughs> suplex me on the burning pool table. <laughs> he was so adamant about it. So I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Someone down nine you. one for you, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, is so funny. Not, not the second one, not yet. <laughs> Just down nine one. I'm nine one, and I'm going to do this to Adrian. And then, yeah, it was so funny, man. That guy was like me and him did that as kids too, where we always pretend wrestled when we were kids. Oh yeah. So I like grab my bike to his place when we were in grade school, and I would like uh, I show up, and he was always Kabul, the wild Nicaraguan. <laughs> Dark, darker <And> skin. <laughs> Kabul and I was leaving Pete Van Dyke. Eh? I like to go to natural. <laughs> Trademark my own name. What was Le- it? Kabul what? He was Kabula, the wild Nicaraguan. <laughs> <laughs> and his move was he would like roll on the ground and smack his butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. like he put his legs in the air <laughs> and he'd like smack his butt cheeks. Yeah. He'd be like, like his taunt. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Kamala, the wild Nicaraguan. Right. No, no, the wild smoke. No, the wild. Uh, Who's Kamala? Where's Kamala from? Kamala, Uganda. He was uh, a wild yeah, that's Ugandan. Right. That's right, Ugandan. Yeah, and that's where he got it from. It was a ripoff of Kamala the Wild Uganda, and he did uh, He'd smack his Kabula, belly the, the and he would Nicaragua. smack his belly. Yeah. But Adrian would be uh, Kabula the Wild Nicaraguan who would smack <laughs> his ass. <laughs> so it was totally original. And then, <laughs> like, you can't make up this shit. He is... That this guy that yeah, yeah. he's hilarious, yeah. and he's also the least funny guy you ever want to meet in your life. <laughs> At the same time, and, and like he can tell you a joke that's the funniest joke you've ever heard, and then the next ten minutes after you laughed at the first one, he will make you regret ever laughing at that first joke. <laughs> hey, is that not right? Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. You ever a friend like that? Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, every once in a while he gets a real good one in, and you're like, man, that's funny. And it's the funniest funny. fucking thing. It's way funnier than anybody else. And then he tries to be funny, and he's not no, funny at all. Yeah, it's just like a natural thing that comes out of them that they don't even know. They don't They do not do it on purpose, and, and that's it's hilarious. It's funny. Yeah. I, I, like, people to me that don't know that they're funny, you yeah. might have a neighbor across the road here. Like, no idea yeah. they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> one of them, like, probably the funniest fucking person I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No fucking clue that they're funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> pearls of wisdom. Like if you could just get a like one, one pearl, you can get easily like a be- like the most hilarious <laughs> quote from that fr- from that guy every day. Yeah, wouldn't even know like that he's saying your anything. Pants funny. Yeah, and and wouldn't even know it. Like just slips past him because it's so because because it's so brutally honest <laughs> and true and like. <laughs> Uh, no one says it, but he's saying it. And, and the, be- the best is like when you're you start laughing at it because it's so like you yeah. can't even hold it in. Oh yeah. And he's just like, what? Yeah. Like, what? What's so funny? I can't. And you know yeah. you gotta like hide it because you're fucking crying laughing. Yeah, I I, I think it's the one of the I greatest quality. Like it, it's yeah. because some people don't have the ability to be um, anything but the, what they are. No filter yeah. at all. And ever. they just can't. They have to be honest. They have to be who they are or whatever. And they just tell you the truth all the time. And it's fucking hilarious. It's the best. And I any person I meet that's like that, even if they're saying horrible things to me, I love that person. I I love that person. If they tell. Me, even if it's terrible to me, if because I know they can't help it and they're being completely honest, and they believe a hundred percent in it, I I just I just think it's terrific to find a person like that. Even <laughs> if that's some form of mental illness or whatever it is, 
I still welcome it in my life. Like I would hope to find people that have that illness that could, they just tell me the truth. Cause I don't like, um, people that like, uh, try to uh, pretend you're something that you're like, try to put on niceties to suit the situation they're in. Right. To me, uh, that is like fake and I totally lose my appetite for it. You know, and I I go the other way. I get even worse than I am in order to, like, show that I'm not doing that. Like, I'm so much not trying to be nice right now. I'm being a dick. And then people would, uh, like, my old bosses would tell me, they'd be like, you know, Pete, you don't have to kiss my ass, but you don't have to also call me, like, all these names. <laughs> like, you don't have to do either one of those things. Yeah, you find, could just, some, find some middle ground. Yeah, you could just find a little middle ground where we don't have to go through this every time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we should do a segment we call Feedback We got feedback We got feedback It's feedback It's motherfucking feedback Feedback, feedback. feedback. Sorry Dave Thanks guys You know, I really liked um, Last week's show we had a lot of interactions between the listeners on uh, YouTube. Didn't oh, while yeah. it was happening. Was while great. it was happening, you know. So there was a one listener, Tennille, uh Xander, yep. who was, uh, and also there was Jane Townsend. You know, uh, good time, Jane. Good yeah. time, Jane. Yeah. And we co- we coined her "Good Time Jane" yeah, on that did. program, right. and Tennille says, "You are a good time, Jane," or something <laughs> to that effect. Whoa. Oh, it's gonna stick. And then, so now I'm like this. I I nailed I nailed old Jane Townsend. Yeah, she is a good time. What'd Jane. you do? Read her like a book. Oh no, I did not, Dave. Thank you for pointing that out. That I used the wrong words <laughs> on that. I did not nail Jane Townsend. That is a uh, he nailed Jane, okay. just not Jane Townsend. I nailed Jane Van Dyke over three thousand times. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you do the math, because like a. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, good reference, Thank Dave. Cool. It's getting to be more topical as well. Uh, so if we, uh, this week's feedback is brought to you as always by our good friends at Amazon. If you'd like to, if you'd like to uh, give us money at Live from the Dutch Hall to make us better and uh, help uh, support our ridiculous plan to move into a church and become. Some sort of weird cult. Yes. Uh, if, that, if that's what you'd like to support with your uh, <laughs> donations, and you're going to do purchases from Amazon anyways, hey, take it from the rich guy. Give it to us, group of lunatics. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. need it. He doesn't need it. He's already rich. And all you got to do is go to our website, shut off your ad blockers, click on our Amazon banner, and then do your shopping just like normal. And guess who gets money instead of that bald guy? Me. Yes. Pete Van Dyke mm-hmm. and the crew. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I put it all right back into the Dutch Hall. Yeah, it's put toward awesome things. I have never once spent it on candy mm-hmm. or any sort of, like, uh, self-gratification, like, uh, <laughs> like to shower myself with jewels or, yeah, just like, uh, no, I have never bought a flashlight with it. <laughs> you know what I've been using? I've been using an old pa- uh, toilet Soft. paper um cart carton wow. with some wet toilet paper in the inside of that oh, wow no big what? deal wow prison style that's, that's what i do prison style that's thrifty <laughs> what i haven't even heard of that the prison you, take, you haven't heard of it <laughs> no you're full dutch <laughs> i am full dutch you pay, you paid for a flashlight my friend i don't need a flashlight either <laughs> no but when you do, <laughs> don't do it, Michael. Go for a toilet paper roll, just some wet toilet paper shoved in there. No big deal. Single Probably use. won't even want to go back to a real puss. No. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Single use. Let's face it, you don't want to reuse the flashlight anyway. No. That's a good point. To be honest, I would That's never I would never wash that thing. I would use it once and throw it in the river. <laughs> in the river. <laughs> I feel like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the, like one of those like inflatable dolls. I don't think you can get through one session because that'd be rough. <laughs> Fuck the shit out of that thing. I pop a hole in it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta return that first go. <laughs> yeah, once you return it, you just say like, I don't know, this thing never filled it's up. Really really leaking it. Return it. <laughs> yeah, and the Is guy goes, the it's guy, in it. it's got a hole in it. I fucked it. I uh, fucked it once. It wouldn't stay thing up. Well, why is there cum all in it? Why is it full of cum, sir? Well, I didn't say I didn't finish. <laughs> well, I still was hoping the the first time I could have fucked one that wasn't just leaking air the whole time. 
got a cock-sized hole in it. <laughs> You're not supposed to fuck the armpits, sir. What even is that? I've never even heard of that. Who fucks an armpit? I do. <laughs> you got to put instructions in the box, ma'am. I want my money back. <sighs> and we're also brought to you by uh, Norpak. The beef people. Oh, oh, where oh. were they? Was that Jane? What happened? I think that was Kev. <laughs> that Jane was... got the in, and then it was really dark. <laughs> and that's all we have to do for Norpac. The beef people. Oh, Steve. I was in laugh. Oh. I was just <laughs> waiting. Uh, I was going to laugh. Uh, Yarmy Electric, you know, leave Derek alone. He's out killing things, and he's getting some time uh, away from people like that's me right. mm-hmm. who are going to dominate his time when he gets back. Derek. You're in for trouble when you get back. I have lots of shit to do. I don't care about your customers. I hate them. I only want my shit done. That's it. Army Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time... You can go. Come on. Come on. Come on. F yourself. Charles, would you say it? You can go fuck yourself. Uh, even Charles said it. And you're your own business owner. <laughs> That's bullshit, man. Sure is. She should be able to say, go fuck yourself, even though she's a I respected. To have morals. She told me that last time I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> she told she told you that she had morals? No, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, you can go fuck yourself, yeah. Charters, you son of a bitch. It is Days of Thunder in there. You get mixed up. Though. It is like a you confusing. Really busy in All there. of a sudden it's dark and there's a person so close to you. It's like, is she trying to kiss me or is she looking at my eyes? I don't know. I think she's looking too deep in my eyes. I think she's looking into my soul. I love her. I think I'm going to give her a little yeah. smooch. I think there's a lot of people that come out of there thinking that. Yeah. I, I thought the love. same. My first time I went to an eye doctor, I thought this old man was going to kiss me on my lips, and I was not happy about it. I was like, this is not right. You should not be doing this, sir. Your breath smells like garlic. <laughs> you still booked a follow-up, though, didn't you? No, I did not. I said, I don't, I'll squint, is what I said. I said in my... If I need it, I'll squint. I don't need glasses. I'm good from here on in. <laughs> and I realized that at that point on, that everyone who's wearing glasses is a bit of a, f- bit of a. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a something or other. Ah. Uh. What do you say? Can you still say anything? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if you can. <laughs> I'll just not say anything. Uh. Anyways, we got we have every week we ask our listeners for feedback. <laughs> Last week we got one from Jen Husko. You know super fan Jen Husko? Oh, and also sh- shareholder. What one of my Jen? favorites. What up, Jen? Jen just says smiling, laughing, <laughs> and driving. No weed needed. <laughs> Perfect. Just a great show from the Dutch Hall. Oh, that's good Thanks, fun, Jen. That's good fun. You. Still looking at the chocolates hanging there, looking into getting into my M. Is there only one gone in his pulse? Yep. Yeah, there's a pee gone. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, that is hilarious. That We, we all he, got he a chocolate. Yeah, Paul couldn't resist anymore. He came week after week, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to fucking eat my pee. Like, fuck. I thought and then, he just, then, he, then he'll make a bunch of excuses about his gut. He's like, I don't know why my gut's so big. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking, you can't stay away from it. Like, you, can't, you cannot help yourself, you know? Like, he can't help himself. He loves eat like Dave. You bring those those fucking candies every week. I brought those for Paul. I specifically bought those for Paul because every time I bring yeah. candy, he's like, "I really like cherry blasters. They're my favorite." You can't find cherry blasters anywhere. They are. Well, hard guess to who find. found them? I did. Giant bag. Where the fuck are you, Paul? Yeah. Not here. And now, guess what? Those things will kill me. Kill me fast. <laughs> That's why I put them out of arm's reach. Yeah, I don't want those, Dave. But you know, I've been really good with the candy. I haven't had any candy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Good. No candy. No, sh- no sugar. I've ate a couple cookies. I gotta admit, I ate a couple Ooh, cookies. What kind? Who doesn't like a cookie? Oh, I went. Uh, there was a time where my only cheat for like a week was to dip into the old spacula. Ah, spacula. Uh, there you go. Oh, and, and it was they're good. delicious. And I, that box was bought for like a Dutch Hall function or whatever. We brought had a, bo- a bag of the a nice and, red, and plastic. no one opened it that night. And then we went, and then it sat in my cupboard, and then one day I decided to open it, and I ate the entire thing, like, top oh, to bottom. Crushed it. Over a week, though, but oh, it's still. Okay. But I'm not supposed to eat any sugar at all. I'm not because of my cancer, for those that have, don't know. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, uh, Pete has cancer, bought a church. 
is uh, in the top five overall. Really? Of Dutch Hall episodes. Climb in the ranks. That's wow. they just passed. Uh, People love tragedy. That's two. That's two in the last year that made the top ten, which is hard to do because those other episodes, a lot of them are five years old that. Have uh, made it up there by people listening back to the old catalogs over time. And you they're know? solid gold. And they are solid gold. You know, it just passed like the uh, birthday sh- show, Wheel of Fun, and really? uh, and that one was just dynamite. If you remember uh, Ryan Vandenbush's losing his virginity story, if you want to go back to an old episode, <laughs> oh, what a great one! Yeah, it's yeah. a juggernaut. It's a real juggernaut. That one was a. I never even. Uh, his wife was so mad at him for telling that story. Yeah, but she's got some good stories. Eh? He was just taking a little break. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, so anyways, Jen Hoos goes smiling, laughing. Just great show from the Dutch Hall. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Jen. And then we got another one on live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com, which is where you can give us feedback. This one one says, Weed Makes Pete a Wizard was a tremendous episode, but I particularly love the banter after the sign-off. It was so touching to see you all talking and planning together. Such good friends. Oh. What, did we stay live for a while or something? Yeah, about five minutes. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh, oh. That's oh. like a bonus. That's only for shareholders, Normie. Yeah, like, people that go right to the <laughs> end that are like real Normie. listeners of the show, they Normie. deserve they deserve to have that insight is what I say. He goes, I know I was just a fly on the wall, but it brought back great memories. Because we used to do that long, uh, at the uh, earlier quite a bit more often where we would let it run at the end a little bit and then just have uh, so every once in a while you get the first part of a story. I remember one time Jeff Clunder was here. And he told a story about his clutch burning out oh, on yeah. his truck or whatever. <laughs> and he just started telling it, and then we cut the show off because it was after the oh, show yeah. story. Well, oh, my dad was like, what happened to the clutch, clutch man? Like, he really wanted yeah. to the end of the story. Yeah, and Clunder well, told a great story. It tells a great story. Oh, yeah, sure does. Good. What a great guy to have on the show because he tell. There's certain guys you'll meet, you know, not entertainers, not in the business of, of entertainment at all. But just when you talk to them, they're captivating. They just manage to paint a picture so well when they tell a story. Yeah. And Jeff, I think Jeff Clunder is one of those guys. That's a real gift. Yeah, it's a gift, you know. People don't recognize it because other people, you listen to the way they recount something that happened to them, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, I was at the same thing. I would have, I would have said it way different. Like, uh, you made it sound like shit. Yeah. Like I didn't even have a good time. You know who's really good at that? Paul. My brother. Yeah, I find the way he retells, like when you when we went to Nashville, and like the way he was retelling, because a lot of it was foggy for me. You mean it's good or bad, though? <laughs> good. Oh, good. That Paul's good at it. Oh, yeah. He's very I agree. good at yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Paul's good at retelling a story. Yeah. I you know, I, that's my dad. My dad, too. When I, when I was growing up, I could always hear my dad telling stories of the times they had, like with him and his friends or whatever, but I never was there. But I heard the stories, you know, listening his as view a kid. Of it. Yeah. And, awesome. then, uh, and it was always a good recount of it, you know? And then we have a cousins and stuff like that oh. that'll tell a story that'll be like, in, oh, you yeah. know, you wait. You almost I'd rather you almost, hear it from them. You yeah. almost w- would rather hear the story than live it yourself. Yeah. Bocce's great. I love yeah. Bocce. When you when when you can hear the story of it, I think that's what life's all about. I really do. Yeah. I think that life's a collection of stories, and then you just try to make your story better or different. I feel in my life, my motivation for everything's just been to tell a story that's unique. Like, that's right. just mine. That's just, like, uh, not... Like, my problem when I was working in the banking industry was that you're just, like, uh, doing a path that a lot of people do, and you're going to end up just a story like everyone else, like, just another, like, one of them, you know? Fit and, in, I, fit I, in the line. and I thought that was such a waste. You, I want to do something that was, like, you, totally, like, my own story that was something that only would apply to me. Like, of all the people that have ever lived, only one person's done this, this you know? And uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm pretty good a way to get there. You're, I'm getting there. You're on your way. I'm on my way to getting there, yeah. I have a few more chapters to write, but I think I can get there. Can be narrated by, your story can be narrated by Kyle and Kevin Van Dyke. <laughs> well, that'd be the best. Oh eh? Just God. a bunch of my cousins just sitting around telling the story. Chapter of, uh, one. Chapter one. And then he fucking did, and it would be like uh, <laughs> way better than what I really did, oh, but it would hilarious. sound great. You know what? The, that's part of Van Dyke Party Services, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Van Dyke Party Services. You know, that's the thing. Most people's life suck, and so if your life does suck, but you're looking at doing something, and you're like, "Oh shit, I forgot." All the people I know are l- pear-shaped losers. It's the worst. Then you have to get Van Dyke Party su- Services. 
you have to give us an email, lifeonthedutshell at gmail.com, and we will send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins in bright yellow jackets, and all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. I'm yes. not going to lie to you. Nope. But if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return that $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our friends at Clean Flow. Hey, and, Clean Flow. Hey, Clean Flow. And, uh, you know, oh, did I do this? It goes, uh, uh, I didn't finish this feedback. I said, uh, I know I was, I know it was just a fly in the wall, but it brought back great memories. Another awesome show. The pool st- shed still rains for another couple weeks. Take care. Super fan Bruce. Uh, Bruce is back again. Ah, Bruce. Bruce, and we got to thank you very much. And But you know what? I don't even know who. I can't call one this week, so the no listener of the week this week. No listener of the week. No. It's not your week. It's not your week. And that's because Jen it's and nobody's Bruce. nobody's week. Jen and Bruce, I couldn't decide between you. Two I super could, fans. I could not decide between you. You're just too loved. Too awesome. You know what? But every week we we get a couple people that send us feedback, and they end up doing it in such a regular fashion that we've made our own segments because we like them so much. And one of them is a lady that works in the second mouse in Delhi. She's a cheese lady. We should check on her. Checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady. Checking on the cheese lady. She's always on the run. Checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, checking on the cheese lady, no one's having fun. Checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, checking on the cheese lady, she's always on the run. Checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, checking on the cheese lady, Teresa, what you done? What's happening this week? Teresa? Uh, Teresa says, it's my busy season, but the cheese lady is listening in Dalhai. Ah. Hello there. OMG. You guys are hilarious with your surprise nips in the Sears catalog. <laughs> ha ha. Isn't that the oh, truth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I got to ask you, Charters. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Sears catalog. You're going old days. Old yeah, Dave Charters. Right. Back in the uh, young, pubescent days okay. of Jave, Dave. Look at the old <laughs> Sears catalog. I got you. You browse your panties. Oh, browse your panties? Which one are you? Which one's your go-to? Which one's your finish? Bras or panties? Mm. <laughs> are you more bras? Bras. So, would you consider yourself in life to be a, a a breast man or a ass man or what? Would you consider a leg man? I like know? I like them both. I like them all. <laughs> I can't actually. Okay, at gunpoint, you have to choose what kind of man you are. You can only look at one. Uh, you can only look at one piece of a girl's anatomy for the re- to masturbate for you the know, rest of my answer is different if I'm a young man or if I'm a man of today. I'm asking you if today, you Dave Charters, who you are, ass man. You're gonna go ass. Yeah, hundred percent. Michael, what you know are you why? going? Can I just, can I qualify my answer? Sure. Yes. It's man's. It's the man's ass. <laughs> no, definitely. Thank not. you for qualifying that. <laughs> Michael. Moving on. <laughs> no, sorry. Go Your ahead. Your part's over, <laughs> It's the tights. Oh, it's, it's because tights. everyone's wearing tights it's now. It's the fashion. The fashion is what... Uh, Exemplifies the derriere. Now yeah. the derriere is more that's showcased right. That's right. through fashion. So yeah. I get it. I get that. But that still does not change my answer. Michael, what's your answer? Okay, so Sears catalog days, definitely bra. You're growing for nipples. I grew up a I grew up a titty man, big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I've grown in as charters. I think I've grown in to be an ass man. Mm. Oh. Maybe it's a maturity thing. No, Kevin, you're different era. You never had Sears catalogs to masturbate to. The old wish book. Uh, it was <laughs> I had man. a Sears catalog. But did you? Did, well, you also had porno. Yeah. Live porn. <laughs> yeah, but why would you go to that? Like we didn't have anything. We had to go to the Sears catalog. You just went to it. No, I went it, to the Sears catalog. Because it came. You did it. Oh, because when you're young enough, right? Yeah. It was all you got. You don't. You don't like go shopping for porn. Yeah. You, uh, internet though. When would you get the internet? How old were you when you got the internet? I actually don't remember when we got the internet. We we actually had one of those very very early Macintosh computers um, yeah, that like had an that Apple IIe. That's like the bubble. No, the box. Oh, like even I'm talking that. like 
early, 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 early. And it, did or that, it, you know, it was like today's OS Apple. eight, yeah, like early, early. Um, well, they didn't have internet then. No, no, it was all floppy drive game stuff. It was yeah. nothing like that. And internet, internet for me was still in public school, so I, th- I think it was around like grade. So grade three, maybe. Yeah, but you would be you'd have it when you're jerking off. Is what I'm saying, right? You'd have it by the time you're like twelve, thirteen, when you start to jerk off. You'd already have internet. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think I had internet. Browser panties then. (laughs) Browser panties. (laughs) Panties. Panties. The big bush. Yeah, big bush. (laughs) But the high no bush. (laughs) So then, now that you're Kevin, now that you're Kevin, would you go? uh, uh, What are you like one? piece of the female anatomy uh that you that you, if you had to like by gunpoint you had to choose one that's all you can jerk off to the rest of your life or your family would be killed <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is and then uh so like what would you go one piece like dave what did you say you were ass man yeah ass man yeah. ass ass as well steven hey what do you pick <laughs> all right i'm gonna go um I remember consumers distributing. Distributing. I can't say distributing, but you consumers that? distributing. Consumers distributing. Distributing. <laughs> yes. No need to say it. Anyway, I, I don't know if they had bras and panties, but anyway, I would have go, gone with uh, bras for sure back in the day. Just it makes the most sense. And then today, uh, one view of like a like <laughs> my wife for the rest of my life. You can't say no, that. no. It's we're, porno. We're talking about a fucking magazine. Oh, it's just a magazine. You can watch any. You can look at any woman in the world's part, but it oh, can I'm only still, be one part. Yeah, I'm still going with boobs. There you go. Boobs. Boob uh, man. One boob man. Nice, the rest of your ass, man. I'm gonna be different from all of y'all. <laughs> I'm a vagina man. I want to see where it comes from. The goal. That was an option. Yeah, exactly. I thought it's boobs and ass. I yeah, said any part of the woman's body, <laughs> didn't but, I? Yeah, hey, now you change your mind? Yeah. You want to be a vagina man like me? No, I'm good with ass. I'm fine. With I'll that. change. Why? The vagina doesn't smell like shit. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Stay with my I choice. hope my mom's not watching. The magazines don't <laughs> smell, man. What kind of magazines did you have? <laughs> Scratch and sniff. Yeah, but what's more attractive about an asshole than a vagina? Vagina is like a mysterious thing. They come in different shapes and sizes. Everyone's <laughs> unique. It's, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. There's some I don't like, though. I'll be quite honest with you. You know I'm a front bum, not like her. I don't like front bums. It's documented. Yeah. I don't like big hump front bums. Ever since that Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee video on the boat? That's where it really solidified your opinion. Am I right? I've said it many times Classic in this program. Video. Classic video. I did not like. I changed my opinion of Pamela Anderson forever. I go, what is that, clam? And of you got to pry Lee. that thing open to get in that? I don't even understand what it is. What's it hiding for? I like everything out front. <laughs> Honest. Open. I want to see it like a Available. sea creature. I want it to be like a sea creature, Michael. Is that too much to ask? It really fucked with your head, I like to have tentacles. That's all still inside there. But you got to open it up and it's a surprise. <laughs> it's like one of those bags at the arena. You don't know what you're going to get. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about vaginas. They're just so, so varied. So... Uh, the only one more guy to talk to, Teresa. I hope that it helped you with your uh, feedback. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uh, we got to talk to the guy who's been with us since day one in this pool shed. He's our good buddy, the Haitian dwarf. I hope, I hope it's off to bed we go. I think your muff is kind of rough. I The Haitian Dwarf gives us five stars on iTunes. He says the problem with cannabis is that it's a gateway drug. It's all part of Justin Trudeau's master plan to create a country full of junkies. Then he will finally be able able to separate Quebec and sail back to France where it sail it back to France where it belongs. <laughs> wow. wow. Sorry, Kevin. Go back to your hole. <laughs> or maybe it might just be the weed making me paranoid. Yeah. I don't know. HD. Wow. HD. Not I gotta tell you, HD's onto something there. 
I think this weed, I tried it last week because it became legal in Canada, and it was fantastic. We all enjoyed it. I had a little bit more tonight. I, 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 you know what? I, but you know what? It, it is a gateway drug. Haitian Dwarf was right. It's a gateway drug. Because uh, right after I started smoking weed, I got into the bath salts heavy. <laughs> right away. Right away. You want to know what? It soothes me. It really does help my muscles. I've been working at the church. And so I throw in the bath salts, no big deal. Just but now I'm a soak. now I'm a now I'm a some sort of crazy drug addict. I'm gonna eat someone's face off. Well, you know what? It doesn't do that to everybody. Some people just have a nice, relaxing time in a bathtub. That's good for and their muscles. And it's good for their muscles. Maybe you stop judging me as a drug user, you know? And if it was weed that started me on these things, I don't care. My muscles feel better. Mm-hmm. So you win some, you lose some. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to live with public scrutiny is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to live with this public scrutiny, Michael. I'm fucking limber. <laughs> I'm on bath salts, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> Feeling great. <laughs> I don't know if Trudeau's trying to make us all junkies or not, but there is something to be said. This is another conspiracy theory kind of thing. Kevin, you like these. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theories. You know how sports... And uh, politics, even uh, anything that uh, all of those type of things are like a distraction. They're meant to distract the public so they don't riot. Right. You know, so they don't like tear the shit down and go crazy because the system's so like heavily tilted towards a few people. They get to do really well while the rest of us kind of like scrape by. And and, and, I, and I do fine. I'm in the middle there. Just so you know, Michael. I want I want people to think I'm poor when uh um they might feel like they like me. You should understand that I'm filthy rich and you should hate me. <laughs> but I did that on my own. I did it on my own. Now, seriously, like uh I heard a comparison by Do- Dr. Drew. You know Dr. Drew? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. Can't say I do. You don't know Dr. Drew? I thought you were gonna say Dre. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. No, Dr. Drew, you did a celebrity rehab. And uh, he was in like a love line with Adam Carolla and stuff like that. Yeah, you I know, know of him. pretty popular guy. He would like celebrity rehab was pretty fantastically like awful. Oh, you know, God. it was like a, a train wreck. You should never watch that on TV. But anyways, uh, uh, Doctor Drew said that the current state in the United States is similar to uh, revolutionary France. You know, right before it revolted, they used to bring people in the town square, and the people would raise up and make sure these people would like. Be ruined, you know. They'd ruin the like aristocrats, the rich, uh, the people that are doing well because the so, so much of the public was doing poorly that they wanted to like bring down the people that are doing well uh, in order because they were the en- they were seen as the enemy or whatever, you know. And then now in today's culture, it's the same thing happening, but it's just online on social media where people will create this outrage and target somebody who's doing well. And like, make sure they lose their job or lose their ability to make money, and then they can feel like they've had this like power as the people that are in, like, because of the narcissism of these people think they have to like control the everyone in the world, right? That they have the power to bring those people that were successful down. It, it's a yeah. constant fucking cycle. Yeah. Like I always think of it now, like nowadays, as like the Tiger Woods thing. Like they brought Tiger down. Yeah. They loved it. Fuck him. Yeah. Best golfer ever. He's loaded. Bring him down. Everybody hates him. And now he's back. Everybody loves him again. Yeah. Because yeah. they know that they brought him down. Now it's good. Yeah. Now it's no problem. Once you see a person like um start out as like become shit and then have to like overcome get back something, then people will support it. And it's no problem. But, but if the guy's just had a good run because he's just had a good run. They want to. They'll. They'll fucking tear you down. We need you know? to find out what that person has done. And then if you can come back from it, then they're like, "I'll give you full credit right, for that because right. we really fucked you over <laughs> big time." Yeah, we found your dirty shit. I'm surprised you were able to golf at all ever <laughs> after what we did to you. Like we really made you look like we made you apologize to everyone in front of your mother about fucking chicks. Yeah, and you're the best. <laughs> I mean, at golf. Then you, <laughs> like that's like, tough. You were doing awesome things. Like we all know more more about you than anyone should yeah. <laughs> like that poor bastard's just trying to 
make a living playing golf and we know about his personal life like we should not know well, it's like yeah. it's like politicians is the same way like wh- why do we need to know all their fucking personal shit oh man it's crazy the only thing about trump that i think is like really refreshing in politics is that um he's such a dirtbag and he doesn't even nothing bothers him he doesn't care at he all. he doesn't care him. at all he just tells you yeah yeah I fucking I'm I'm a dirtbag, and then people just. But you voted for me, and I'm in, so deal with it. And he, I, and people, he said that even when they were voting, like when he was running, yeah. and people still just liked it because they said it was refreshing because it was honest. So you can even be a dick and horrible as long as you're honest, and that's gonna have value. I like this world. I think I can work in this world. I think I might <laughs> actually not get fired from every job I work right. at in in the new world, you know, in Trump's world. <laughs> Because in the regular world that we live in in Canada, like they fire me all the time. <laughs> they don't like my opinions. They'd like me to shut up and not tell them everything is shit all right. the time. Anyways, that is our show, people. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Now, we, we were even going to get into um, uh, running the new business because we had a lot of people giving their opinion online about that. But we're going to get to that in another week. But we don't know what we're going to do, but we have to plan our last show. We have to, like... Give it some serious thought. Once we go off the air tonight, we'll give it some uh, talking about what we're going to do to commemorate the last day in this bullshit because it's coming very close, everyone. And thank you, everyone, who's listening to this, to this program and every program that we've ever put on. Thank you to the two people on YouTube watching this live. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and uh, if you made it to the end of this show, uh, you realize this is one of the greatest shows we've ever done. Ever. <laughs> ever done. And we are going to be back in this pool shed at least for one more week. So until next week, we will see you, NT. See you next Thursday. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs>